0: One of them, but this is, uh, had you heard of snow before
1: Josh? Have you, you've heard this song, right? I've heard this song, but I, I would, there's no way I would have said, Oh yeah, that's by snow. Snow had
0: a little mini run in the summer of 92 into 93. I believe I could have my timeline off. Uh, <laughs> my man, Robbie DeRossett is all in right now. <laughs> Um, informer you know say daddy me snow me I go blame I lick the boom boom down I don't know what that means but there you go that's what he's saying I had no idea detective man to say daddy me snow me stab someone down the lane I lick the boom 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 down I don't know what any of that means and I never even knew
1: that was I may have just got canceled Josh I may have just got canceled I have no idea this is uh from at mr Knox guy 101 on YouTube from two months mm-hmm. ago so it's got to be accurate informer spent seven weeks at number one on the US Billboard 100 this uh the record this song debuted on 12 inches of snow sold over 8 million copies worldwide what do you think about that eight million yeah
0: I think he was the first non-athlete i ever knew from canada well there was brian adams there was brian adams that's it that was my extent of canadian knowledge whenever i was younger wayne gretzky the edmonton oilers snow and brian adams welcome into hour two of the plank show we're right here at river wind casino and tonight counting crows are in action, which, oh, gosh, I would totally be out if I didn't have to drive home. Speed Speedwagon's coming up on September 8th. And don't forget on Wednesdays, you're looking for a reason to, to get over the hump, 50 Ways to Wednesday. If you're over 50, you just discovered your new favorite day of the week because it includes a free buffet and your chance at some cash and bonus play. Check it out, Riverwind.com. Oh, look, did you see Patrick's text? He said, I saw snow at Daytona Beach spring break in 93.
1: And, uh, let's see, saw crisscross in Las Vegas at the Rio back in the 90s.
0: What? Yeah. Listen, okay, so there are two that aren't on the list that you need to add. Um, The one that Patrick just sent, paper uh, boy, the Diddy. The ditty was a jam. In fact, Mike Roper and I, who is probably the, the one person that I'll hang out with this weekend, we drove to our spring, our, our senior trip together. We went to Lake of the Ozarks. Big time, right? Fancy. And when we took that first exit, we thought we were turning on to the strip. So we rolled the windows down, and we hit the CD player, which was attached to my radio because it had a cord that went to a tape, and you plugged that tape into the tape player so that way you could have a CD player. I'm not kidding. And we rolled our windows down and cranked up "Paper Boy" uh, and the Diddy. and we still had 48 miles to go. So I'm like, man, this this John Denver is full of where's the, where's the lake, where's the fun, where's the party? The Diddy. Um, The story, the question of the day has been a simple one, and I don't know if it has been changed by anyone's kind of opinion you have yours we have ours college football kicks off this week and are you all in on building week zero into something big i mean i know everyone's calling it week one this year but how can you play two games in week one so i don't i'm in on trying to make it a bigger deal but i'm don't don't try to just make it a part of week one make it a big deal and are we going to do it are we not like 2020 was so different because we just got football. We all lost our minds over watching, I think I think Wyoming Tech or somebody was playing in the opening week and we just didn't know if we'd have football and we were all watching it and loving it. It was great. Uh, I want to say 2018, you had Miami and Florida. Like this this week zero game is really going to be something. Even even last year, Josh. Even last year like you said, "Hey, we we didn't have necessarily high hopes that nebraska was going to be incredible but we didn't know what we didn't know is that it was going to end up being the only game that pat fitzgerald would win that year and that he would be gone his final win but if we're going to make week zero something northwestern nebraska is fine but we can't follow it up with utah state yukon western kentucky and austin p you know, your week zero games like they were in, you know, 2021. You remember what the big 2021 game was? Illinois-Nebraska. Old Burt Bielema's first game. 2019 was Miami and Florida. That was a big game, right? Hawaii and Arizona played that night, too, but it was only two games. We had a handful of games in 2018 that included uh, Hawaii and Colorado State. Rice and Prairie View A&M. I, my point is either we're going to do this and make this a massive deal or we're not. Give me t- 2004, right? Give me a USC-Virginia Tech game. Give me the BCA Classic in 03. Give me Kansas State in California. How fun would that be, right? But it's – what are we? Are we a, b- a big part of the schedule or are we not? 405 651 3439. We'll get some more of your text coming up here in just it's,
1: a bit. It's it's a great opportunity to highlight college football too because NFL hasn't kicked off. So I know you've always got Saturday and but before the NFL's on everybody's radar, I just think it's it'd be good for college football to have some of not even you know, you don't even need top 5 opponents, but top mm-hmm. 25 teams playing other top 25 teams right here right off the bat.
0: I agree. And then one more quick one here. Just The, the text have been really good on this. I just want to pay off our tease from the start of the show. 405 writes, Week Zero needs two or three kickoff classic type games with good matchups. Who cares about the rest? Thank you. I agree. If Hawaii wants to play a Week Zero matchup, it's fine with me. Put it late night TV. But, I mean, if there is one thing Kevin Warren did right, was the, the scheduling model for him was going to mimic the NFL. Big time game at noon. Big time game at three. Big time game at, at prime time. Now I, it's not like that's reinventing the wheel. We've been doing that in college football for quite a while. But for some reason, in the, the Big Twelve, we've constantly been playing game big games at the same time and dumping them on ESPN Plus. Give me three big matchups, and you know what? It's tough too. Right? It's tough, Josh, because these schedules, even though we've learned, even though we've learned that it's not necessarily a five to 10 year process to set these matchups. Sometimes when we set those week one matchups, we think, all right, these are going to be really, really good teams and a squad might hit hard times. They might start to struggle a little bit, but not the case. All right. Um, can we talk O line here real quick? Let's do just that. Sooner practice reports are brought to you by neutral vodka seltzer. Man, it was Really fun this week. We got to go in-depth on understanding what Neutral Vodka Seltzer was all about. And it was fun to hang out with Ryan Wellborn in studio. When I tell you that it's as simple as vodka, seltzer, and fruit juice, that's what matters. Made with real fruit juice. Made with real flavor. Check them out. Liquor stores near you. Neutral Vodka Seltzer. So offensive line talk just as a general you stood right by bill biedenboe who when did we start saying bill That that's not right bill biedenboe when he was at media day you stood next
1: to him for a long you were over there for a long time right yeah some would say uh Maybe too long because uh, <laughs> might have missed out on an interview or two. Not because no, no. I love listening. I loved it. Love listening to Coach B, but yeah, I was there for a minute. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing.
0: He wasn't necessarily down, but he didn't seem to be like, oh yeah, this guy's going to be that dude. Or outside of the tackles, right? He was very high on Rouse and he's very high on Ga- uh, on Guyton, but beyond that. He laid out there's some work to be done, and even though Coach Levy had said, hey, I, I feel like we got our five guys, or at least had mentioned the five guys, and paraphrasing a bit, that wasn't necessarily where Coach Bedenboe was going, right?
1: Yeah, no, no no job had been won at that stage. Remember, Levy uh, announced essentially for the five starters up front. That's- Left guard was the only spot where it was, well, don't really know there, but Coach Bedenboe, it's uh, it's all still open. Nobody's won a gig, and yet we've got the the thing he said, Plank. We've got all the talent we need. We're we're more than talented enough. It's about putting it all together.
0: Put it all together. So, with that in mind, with that in mind, we started just gathering as much information as we could. Right, Josh. We just started listening to, dare I say, sources. Listening to different. Podcasts, different shows, different post-practice interviews. Like my my way of doing this program is to try to be uh, from an OU reports and practice information is to gather as much as I can from all all of the different sources around the Sooner Nation and just see what we hear and, and combine them to one. And it was interesting. It was interesting because. A couple weeks ago, you were hearing about how how much of a struggle it was for the Oklahoma offensive line versus the Sooner defensive front, right? So many times you had heard, you know, in these practices, the defensive line is getting the best of the O-line. We
1: agree that had been a common theme for a while? Absolutely. Coming out of the scrimmages and really, I would say, even dating back to uh, the, the spring, it was uh, that way in the spring game. But, yeah, definitely sure. throughout camp.
0: And and I just want to be real clear. I don't feel like that narrative or that angle has changed, at least from the the pieces and the dots that we're connecting. But I'm listening to Teddy on his show. I'm listening to Gabe and Teddy on their pod. I was listening to uh, Carrie and and Josh McQuistion talk about it. Uh, I was listening to Josh, and I was listening to – uh, uh brandon and i was i was reading some of the things that Hoove have had on all sooners i was trying to put everything together that i could and even though that seemed to be the case there's nothing but positive vibes around the offensive line positive vibes josh at this point in this season I mean, I'm sure someone could pull an old clip of audio where I'm like, this offensive line is going to be a strength. But just in my terrible short-term memory, I don't remember it ever being as set as it is right now. They seem very set on the offensive line. But here's where I think some of the information might build about concerns with the interior. Depth, depth, and then that magical C word—consistency. McKay Matar has practiced really well and has had a great lead-up to the season. Savion Bird has got his weight where it needs to be, thanks to Oreo pancakes. But everything he has done has been positive. And I listened to Gabe talk about Andrew rame the other day, and I talked to Gabe about him yesterday, and. Yeah, it's probably as critical of a dude, and I mean this piece in, in the best way possible because he played that position, but glowing reviews of what Andrew Rame had been doing. Now you got to do it on game day. So they might be having troubles with the OU defensive line, and that's fine, but from what Walter Rouse has done to what Tyler Guyton has done, you know, we've said it all along, the concern doesn't seem to be tackled. And Walter Rouse has come in right away, and he's been that guy. But in the three guys who have stepped up in the interior of that offensive line—Josh, Ray Mator, and Savion Bird—there seems to be incredible confidence that this group can be as good as Oklahoma has had in a long time. And part of maybe some of the questions came with, "All right, can we consistently see it?" And now, you know, t- two weeks removed, they're consistently seeing it. And the other part of it is is truly, I think, some concern over. All right, well, if one goes down in that in that guard center or guard spot, then we might be in a little bit of a problem. They need they need some dudes to get healthy, right? They need. Uh, let's see, there is uh, the other Jake, not Jake Taylor, and Sexton. that would help them out. Sexton, thank you. So. I, I, I go back, because it's funny, it's, it's the Plank Show, we're talking about OU offensive line play, and how there had been some concerns, Hey, he's like, hey, it seems like the defensive line is whipping the offensive line in practice, and, you know, defensive line won every third and short, but despite some of that, it appears as if the offensive line has really held its own, and has really generated a lot of solid and positive momentum, and honestly, Josh is in a really good spot, which is good, because A, it's shown a growth. And, and, B, it's shown some guys that have accepted the challenge of getting better and working on it away from the facility. Now it's just – I know that I say it's as simple as. Now we just got to see it on game day, right? Now you got to go see it go out and play out on the field.
1: Yeah, just go uh, get it done when it matters. And, you know, really for Oklahoma, rain elevating like we're hearing that is transpiring. McCade Metallier – Coach Biedenboe says, hey, this is the best Mm -hmm. I've seen you look at any point throughout your time with us. So those two guys on the interior, your most experienced guys, them elevating their play plank, I mean, that's just a terrific starting place for Oklahoma if indeed that's the case. So,
0: you know, we had asked a lot, right? We had asked a lot, okay, why are there – just on this show, why does it seem as if there is a little bit of a – differing opinion and is it is it pure coach speak is it pure some people are saying what you know they they're saying to try to cover up a bit of a weakness or have we truly seen a step being taken have we truly seen an improvement and it seems as if josh not only are we seeing that improvement but of those first five that confidence level through the roof right now and i went back and and i listened to both Matar and Andrew Rames post-practice. And I understand, man. It doesn't matter what a guy talks or says. No one, when you're coming off six and seven, there's nothing I can tell y'all that's going to make you feel like, oh, yeah, they said the right things because everyone said the right things last offseason. But I just, there's, there seems to be a little bit of a different attitude and a swagger there, and I like it. Maybe I'm looking for something. Maybe I'm wanting to see something. But I'm really excited about where this offensive line is. Now, talk to me in two weeks if if a guy goes down or maybe if it doesn't materialize on Saturday like we think. But for right now, seems like good vibes, dude. Seems like really good vibes all over the place with that group.
1: Which, you tell me, biggest question mark group for Oklahoma going in? I mean, some would say wide receiver. And Mm -hmm. maybe you could pick a a defensive group, just collective defensive front. Probably uh, for a lot of people, you know, you want to see, need to see improvement there. But offensive line had uh, as many or more questions than most any other position group. So to hear that things are going well is, uh, I would categorize that as terrific news for this football team and, and key. A lot of soul crushing mistakes from that unit last year
0: pre snap penalties, holds that wiped out big plays. It's just where you want to make make sure Savion Bird doesn't twist off on anyone. <laughs> but I'd get excited about Andrew Rouse. Everything about him is just incredible. All right, quick break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner fans, let's hit the text line, 405-651-3439. I hope that if we created any confusion, which I don't think we did, I, I do hope that clears it up a little bit. It's, it's depth. Those five, they feel really good about Especially with the way that they've seen, uh, I'm not talking to Beaton but apparently with the way that they've seen Matar and Savion Bird. Because you don't want, I mean, you don't want to play a freshman, right? You want Caden Green to be able to develop. And maybe you develop depth as the season goes along. They love, love Troy Everett. They love the freshman, Joshua Bates. Love Caleb Schaefer, but... Hey man, if you got these dudes stepping up, especially a guy like Bird, with what you think he can be, game on. It's Plank Show, live from Riverwind Casino on the ref. Do you know, have you ever seen this video before, Josh? We talked about the November Rain video.
1: No, and, uh, I, I mean, this has got to be the first time I've watched it. Uh,
0: have you seen it? It's wild. It's it's this love song where Axel is getting – she's a famous model that's in that, that video with him. I, don't, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But it's it's literally it goes from them loving each other in the happiest moment ever and then she's just like dad I, I don't know what happened I don't know how it I don't know how it ended and then there's a piano in the field that now remi- is a slash standing on top of the piano or is he right in front of it
1: uh, right now he's yeah I think uh, jamming on top of the piano yeah yeah it's one of the greatest riffs ever but they're in like a concert hall. What? Yeah, and then the you know, the funeral is oh okay. Is happening, you know, outside of the graveyard or whatever. I th- for some reason I must
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're in the concert hall and he's standing on it in the middle of the dirty. And it's flashing and back it. and
1: forth between the funeral and Yeah, and he's like crying like what what'd she di-? I
0: mean I'm not kidding you, dude. When I first saw been I'm like, she died? How'd she How? What happened?
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to really make that much sense, you know? Exactly. But That's for really some the moral reason
0: to me, the number one song by Guns N' Roses, a uh, great band of the 90s, November Rain, uh, one of my very first kisses from Haley Clindinny came with the song Patience Playing, So, yeah, I mean, very important band to the growth of Chris Plank on this '90 uh, celebration Friday, if you will, right here on the uh, Plank Show. You, you feel good about the conversation on the O-line, Josh? Like, in other words... Depth might be an issue in the interior, right? Obviously, you don't want either Rouse or Guyton to go down. But with the way those three guys have progressed, as they head in Arkansas State next Saturday at 11 a.m., they feel really good about it. I think that's the simplest way we can put it.
1: And if Schaefer and Everett can provide a little bit something for you in the depth department, that'd be good. Uh, Taylor continues to elevate. Caden Green, right? Youngster yeah, that uh, people name. are excited about. And uh, Sexton, who we talked about, they expect him back, what, end of September to be kind of full go or maybe yeah. shortly after? Yeah. And it's funny because
0: even even Brent Venables at Media Day, he had said, hey, we're not going to, you know, or I want to rephrase that. He felt like ACL injuries, it's a full year. It's like, hey, it's a full year from when you have that kind of injury or, or whatever it is Sexton was dealing with. I think it was ACL. It's a full year. And by the time you, um, you, know, you reach that point, you're about hundred percent back. And he said, "Jay Sexton's well ahead of that. Of that, he's he's looked great." So that's that's really really good news. Really really good news. A um, couple of texts on our Gundy talking about the turf conversation. From the uh, from our buddy Cody. Cody writes, "Gundy is right." I went to a USC camp in high school, and the field was reading 130 degrees. I don't know that – I mean, I know we all like the picture of the thermometer for a sideline report on TV, a time-honored tradition. And it's been hot in some settings. But maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, Josh. Maybe that's part of what's going on here. That just seems much. Gundy, by the way, added 20 to that. He said he expects the temperature for the opener to be 150 to 160 degrees on the field. Uh, here's one from the 580. Remember, fake grass at OSU will be well above temp. It'll run closer to 180. Natural grass would be 90 to 100. I don't... I'm 180? I mean, you've. I mean, are we going to barbecue whenever we're done? Are we going to grill? Just, just throw some steaks on the 50 yard line? <laughs> then there was Lloyd. Why does Gundy complain about everything? Is he no longer a grown man?
1: Yeah, stupid son. You take that. <laughs> How dare you care about uh, heat exhaustion?
0: <laughs> uh, hey, man, I brought this up the other day. Stephanie Seymour. Stephanie Seymour was the model. Thank you, CD from uh, Hockley. Thank you, Patrick, in the November rain video. They win the elusive ham sandwich on this show today. Back to the point. I know that we're all getting softer. I get that. I completely understand, right? I mean, there was a day when drinking water was a sign of weakness, and now you people carry water bottles around with you. But at some point, somebody's got to step up and say, "Yo, this ain't safe. I mean, I understand everyone did it, and I understand that there's tougher guys that have done it before us. But you're talking that kind of, that kind of cook, that kind of heat. Just doesn't seem, just doesn't seem right. Uh, did I say USC? He's. I'm sorry. My mind is on USC, Cody. It was UCO camp. Uh, the nine one eight. Off our offensive line conversation. Do we ever hear of things going bad? Guys, I'll repeat what I texted 12 days ago. Whenever you brought up a similar topic, it's coach talk. Maybe. But see, I I think for this practice for Josh Helmer and Chris Plank, I felt like, Josh, we were working to try to see if we could cut through the coach talk a little bit. And I've, I've never seen a dramatic praise. Well, <laughs> Justin Harrington last year. I was about to say I haven't seen dramatic praise for someone that, you know, ends up just being terrible. But, I mean, Harrington just never stepped on the field. But the way they're talking about this and the vibes, it's, it's really good. I, I think there is a lot. One of the shows brought this up. I think there is a lot of, are we just recycling the same old storylines? And by that, I feel like we've done the Marcus Major is in the best shape of his life, right? I feel like we've done the lookout for Austin Stogner. I feel like we've done the, man, this defense looks like it's really improved, and the defensive line is is dominating. Don't
1: forget about you know, Justin Harrington is looking really it, good yep, at Cheetah. That's good
0: recall, yeah, Justin Harrington. Heard that last year. I'm not falling for that again. So I, I wonder if for fans – they. Those that pay way too much attention, like we do, I wonder if there is this certain sense of, "Hey, wait a minute, Simpsons did it, right?" It's South Park line. We we've heard this, we've seen this before. I, someone said, "I'm not falling for the banana and the tailpipe again." I feel like that mentality is out there too, Josh, and I completely understand it.
1: Yeah, no, there's a little bit of that. Did uh, I mean some folks want to know like? Hey, what's not looked great throughout camp? We've gotten a couple right. of those tags.
0: Hey, can we take a moment to just talk about what's looked terrible? How about this one? How about this one? If you want to be Mister Glass Half Full on this gorgeous smoking Friday, here's one for you, Josh. What has been a part of the defense that's everyone that everyone has just gushed about? Safety. Safety, right? That's true. I mean. In that last scrimmage, it seemed like didn't play all that well. So there you go. Now we're going back a little bit. That was a week ago. But if you're needing something negative and you're not a positive vibes only kind of a person, and I'm not here, and I'm not here to tell you that you must be a positive vibes only person, but if that's the case, there's some negativity towards it.
1: Well, and really just the defense in general, Everything we we could say it all looks great and camp's gone well. And yeah, the defensive line is ahead, but uh, this was a bad defense a year ago. And I know that they went and found a bunch of names out of the transfer portal and guys are older and they signed several too. I mean, it's a different looking roster. We, we all get that, but the bottom Um, line is until we see them go play good defense, you know, (laughs) you're going to have questions.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Patrick writes, we can just hate on A&M and Texas and see who has more losses this year. All right, there you go. That's fine. And instead of let's just hate on A&M and Texas, and we'll just <laughs> we won't worry about these positive vibes. All right, we want to take a break. We got to take a break. We're at Riverwind Casino. It is a Friday edition of the Plank Show, and anytime we get to hang at Riverwind, we're all about it. Steelman's coming out here from noon to tune uh, R two. Don't forget the 50k Harvest winnings that starts August uh, started. Wait, what is today's date? Today is the oh, it starts Sunday, from August 27th to September 30th. Earn an entry for every five points on your wild card, or well, grand prize winner will uh, be held every day at 11:59. When two winners will receive a thousand dollars in cash or bonus play. Not a bad deal. That is each Saturday in September from seven to eleven. 30 and every 30 minutes two winners will be called to win either 400 in cash or 400 in bonus play the grand prize winner a thousand dollars in cash or a thousand dollar in bonus play quick break Brent riverwind with the plank show on the ref. Now, this was not necessarily one of my jams josh i just love to tell the story behind this one a number one song to start my senior year do you did
1: you ever watch beverly hills 902 and up I, I, yeah, I, I think I've seen, um, seen it on like reruns and stuff. Yeah, I, I will just go ahead and say I was not a
0: big nine hundred two one zero guy, but that's how this song got its like start. By the heights, definitely a one hit wonder. But Jamie Walters was the singer's name, and he played a character. In Beverly Hills, 90210, named Ray Pruitt. And I think he was dating Tori Spelling's character. They had a big breakup. I think he grabbed her, Josh. He put his hands on her. And then he was gone. Ray Pruitt.
1: How do you talk to an angel?
0: Yeah, and also, of course, I think there was probably like a, there was probably a summer evening of sitting while I was working at the Aquatic Center where my girlfriend was trying to break up with me. And I was like, I was probably reeling off the lines to this song. Oh, hold on, where are the lines Boy, to it?
1: Isn't that painful to think about some of the things that you've said and done to, you know, said to women in the past? Like, oh,
0: gosh. I say this on a daily basis. And in my, my prayers, I'm very grateful for this. I am so happy that I didn't live in the era, era of Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter because I don't know. The girl that does the crying dance where she's wiping her eyes and she's doing the little dance and she's crying, <laughs> yes. or, 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 or the guy that's like, leave Britney alone, or, you know, it's one of those, I, That would have totally been me crying over, like, I don't know, that Lisa or heather bell or something you like would have
1: uh, i mean you did live uh there were options for that baba buoy had his uh, infamous i know infamous hey i'm I, I miss you i'm crying i love you tape oh gosh but it you know the full- today it's just a little bit easier to do all that stuff yeah yeah no absolutely you had to go through a process you'd have to go buy a
0: vhs camcorder and those were like ten thousand dollars or something ridiculous all right, so we've had a, a bevy of topics here. Well, I don't know if we'll have time to get to Donna Williams, so I might give you a piece of it coming up. Uh, he had good things to say about that event the other night where shots were taken by the commissioner of the Big 12 and shots were taken by Joey McGuire uh, on Oklahoma and Texas questioning whether or not they're blue bloods. But we also, we've also, we also, Josh, had Jim Harbaugh lay out his plan for his assistance uh, Vandalay and Norman writes, Jim Harbaugh made his dad assistant head coach during his suspended games. <laughs> I got to tell you something. If there is one guy I want to spend a little bit of time with at some point, I feel like it's Jim Harbaugh. I want to spend a little bit of time just so I can understand exactly what goes on in that dome. Defensive coordinator. Uh, Jesse Minner will serve as the the game day coach for the season opener against East Carolina. Special teams coordinator, safeties coach Jay Harbaugh and running backs coach Mike Hart will handle the second game against UNLV with Harbaugh the head coach for the first half and Hart for the second. And offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Sherron Moore will be the game day coach for September 16th against Bowling Green. I feel like he's overcomplicating things, isn't he? It's just like, hey, this is going to be the guy. Why would you need that many people to help you out? Just hey, give
1: give someone a gig and let's go. What do you make of it? Because, uh, I mean, I've heard everything from, hey, everybody gets a chance and that's great, and he wants uh, all these coaches to have that on the resume to. It's such an ego trip that he didn't want anybody, you know, to get to be the head coach at Michigan for that series of times. So what do you make of it? Because it is peculiar. Okay, can I just can I dummy down this for me? What do I make
0: of the mix of people he has filling in for him? Yes. What do I make of
1: the suspension? Okay. Yeah, not not the suspension. The okay. fact that he's going with this rotating group of what, four head coaches? Right. I think he's trying to give everyone a chance. I
0: think that's what it is. I don't know if it's gonna do as much good as he thinks it is. But I've heard Andy Staples say this a lot. You know, when Urban Meyer had his suspension, that was kind of a, a dress rehearsal for Ryan Day. Hey, how can Ryan Day handle the grind of being a head coach? Game day, right? You're gonna make these responsibilities. And Ryan Day impressed people. Like, Oof, wow, that's this guy's good. So, when Jim Har when Urban Meyer left Ohio State, they had their natural guy in Ryan Day.
1: And everybody felt I feel comfortable and, and good about it. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like part of it is Jim Harbaugh feeling like, hey, he doesn't want to pick one guy, right? Because everyone says, Sean Moore, Sean Moore, Sean Moore. Well, he suspended a game. So, I feel like he's trying to make sure everyone has an opportunity. Oh, and he mentioned his dad. Um, Jack Harbaugh is, is basically basically having his dad, who has been retired and out of coaching for a little bit, serve as the assistant head coach. So, in other words, you got Jesse Minner, you got split in halves between Jay Harbaugh and Mike Hart, and then you get Sharon Moore that gets the Bowling Green game, but then there's dad to make sure that they're all following the rules. Um, five-star Randy checks in on week zero. He writes, "How the two worst teams started off so it can only get better from there. Hmm. Didn't we do that last year? <laughs> Didn't we do that with Nebraska and Northwestern? Unfortunately, I don't know how, but it got worse from there for both of them. Loco, Ohio. The artist formerly known as known as Brian with a Y in Tulsa. After a whole off season of wanting football, and now we're getting football. I don't think we should be that disappointed. Football is back. That's all that matters. Go Bobcats. I'm trying not to sound greedy. I'm trying not to sound like my buddy Arnie Spanier. I'm trying not to be that guy, Josh. That's pff, well, I'm. I need great games all the time. I don't. But I do think, I do think that if you're going to have opening weekend, if you're going to have a week zero, do it upright.
1: Do it upright. Well, oh, and oh, go ahead. I'll say this: as long as Oklahoma's playing, I'm good, right? For the most, I mean, that's what mm-hmm. that's what I care about. That's what we. It's why the home of Sooner fans exists, right? It's why the ref is here. But that being said, in an era where Everybody is is jumping ship and consolidating. You know, the hey we have downer weeks. That's that's done. I'm sorry. TV decided this. I, I didn't have to care to feel this way five years ago, ten years ago, but now, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you gotta give me a good matchup every week. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, and Marietta Suna points out, Josh, because I was talking about people from Canada.
0: Tiffany was from Canada. The mall singer was I think you're I think we're alone now. No, no, no marietta sooner tiffany was more than just a mall singer i think we're alone now as a banger now that was eighth grade chris so we got to go back a little bit for that we're dealing with high school senior chris here today all right quick break when we come back put a wrap on hour two with kind of what's on tap there's a lot of really good games this weekend uh to keep tab. a well, re- lot of really good high school games this weekend we got to cover to kref sports tv we'll lay out the schedule next Ooh, you went and found Tiffany. Very well done. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show on the ref. Hey, I, I mentioned I wanted to lay out our schedule tonight. Krefsports.tv. Uh, we've got four games this evening as week zero is underway. Edmund Memorial is at more, that's at 7 o'clock tonight. Also at 7 o'clock at krefsports.tv. You can catch Edmund Deer Deer Creek at Edmund North. Edmund Santa Fe is at Jinx tonight. And Noble is at Piedmont. Uh, You guys weren't able to get T-Row to the Piedmont games? It's unfortunate. Now on a very non-what's-on-krefsports.tv, Josh, you do know that the mighty Washington Warriors get things underway this evening as well. It saddens me that I will not be able to be there for the start of the season for the Warriors. You know, we've got to pick. Cole Scott's graduated. We've got to find the guy for 2023. A lot of dudes. Hey, oh, speaking of that, there's a really good piece that the Iowa State, the Iowa State, I think it's the rival site wrote about Cooper Alexander. Remember, Coop's committed to Iowa State. And we'll see if Oklahoma is able to close the deal on getting Nate Roberts as well. Though many feel like that's that's kind of a big deal. One story we're not going to talk about in the next hour, Josh, but I feel like since we're on high school football, we should mention it. Do you, do you worry about how positive the vibes are around Saturday night, around David Stone? Does that worry you at all?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. No, I feel – I feel – I think the residual effects of Williams-Wanary had me down in the dumps for a little bit. But right. The the late momentum feels like it's with Oklahoma. Now, could that change between now and tomorrow? Sure, because it's a five-star recruitment and these things get wonky every now and again. But right now, unlike Wineri, the late momentum's Oklahoma. Mm-hmm.
0: But it wasn't the late – okay, I'm not going to say it. I'm, I'm done. I, enjoy it. Enjoy tomorrow night. <laughs> enjoy the high school football around the area. Um, what? No, uh, wh- say it. What, what, what were you, <laughs> no, you going to say? I'm not saying it. I'm we, not doing you know, it. No, we
1: have to just be open and honest to, to try and flip this thing around here. I mean, there were positive vibes
0: going into David Stone last – DJ Hicks? Did I say David Stone? I'm sorry. DJ Hicks, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had a DJ well, Hicks day. We did have DJ Hicks day. We had DJ Hicks day on the station, for goodness sakes. All right, when we come back, top five stories of the day as we recap everything in the world of sports on the road at Riverwind Casino with the Plank Show on the Ref.